So we want to start. Do you want to do the introduction? Yeah, sure. Uh, welcome to episode three. Is it episode three already? My God. Uh, the podcast that enables our day drinking. Friends apart. Um, and uh, I certainly enjoy the tradition. Uh, first off, I'd like to apologize in advance for being um, somewhat hungover. Uh, went to a party yesterday and got far more drunk than I thought I would. It was one of those parties where we got... Uh, we were given shots, half a shot every 30 minutes for a 30th birthday kind of thing. So so that was Holy fun. Holy shit, dude. Uh, yeah. uh, and uh, here you've been under the weather. So uh. Yeah, well, so first off, um, hey guys, how are you? How have you been? How was your week? Is, do, you, do you still suffer from that itch that you had last week? Like this really weird purplish spot on your lower back? Is it gone? I'm happy for you. Um, so, yeah, first of all, are you sipping on anything right now? I have a beer. At this point, it's more of a medication than <laughs> an actual enjoyment. Just kind of getting me to normal. All right, I see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm sipping on some <clears throat> hot rosebud. No, rosebud. It's called, yeah, rosebud and apple tea. Um, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, as Jason mentioned, I've been under the weather. Non-COVID related, mind you. <laughs> yeah, well, so yeah, it was non-COVID related. Still, obviously right now, as soon as you get sick, your first thing is like, oh God, oh God, fuck no, shit, everything's, <laughs> everything's fucked now. Got the Rona. Yeah, damn. Um I'm quite lucky to be in a situation to work in a lab. So uh, we have those um, quick antigen tests. Um, so yeah, I got tested um, on Wednesday, which was the day when I started to feel real sick. Um, and with those rapid antigen tests, you get the result within like 30 minutes. And um, they're fairly reliable. Um, and it turned out negative, so I was kind of relieved, but also not because I felt like I was dying and it was just this, you know, <laughs> this really bad feeling of impending doom when you're getting, like, severely sick. Yeah, you know it's coming. Yeah, so I got home um, at, like, lunchtime, uh, roughly, and I was just telling my boss, you know, dude, I'm sorry, but I really don't want to get anyone else sick. Obviously, we have mask etiquette and everything, but still, you just don't want to risk anything. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so I went home and laid down. I'm not even shitting you. Uh, my temperature went up like uh, half a degree Celsius per half an hour, more or less, uh, until I reached like a good 40 degrees. Um mm. I'm sorry if people are thinking in Fahrenheit. I'm not sure. Can you translate? Uh, not off the top of my head. I'd have to do. Okay. Yeah. I had to guess. Yeah. Like I don't know, 104, maybe. I don't know. It's like that's like real high. Yeah. It yeah. was real high and was real bad. Did you hear just? <laughs> did you just hear the beeping in the background? 
I, yeah, I did. Shit. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, just... And we're back. I'm sorry. That was my <laughs> oven. Perfect. Because Good. as a semi-professional podcaster, I'm recording in the kitchen. Um, oh, yeah. That's the best acoustics there. We, we all know this. Yeah, definitely. So, <clears throat> yeah. Anyways, um, I got home and my temperature went up like crazy. And uh, the hospitals right now, they aren't taking anyone and mm -hmm. I was just kind of, you know, maybe not 100% trusting that uh, rapid test that it did at work. Is, is it like the, is it the kind that's like a pregnancy test? Yeah, the, the principle is the same, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, anyways, um, my girlfriend took care of me. I'm so, so, so grateful to her. Um because I was just in a fever dream. <laughs> and I was uh, in a fever dream until like, yeah, pretty much like 24 hours, I guess. And then Oof. I went to my uh, doctor and yeah, he immediately was like, dude, it's not COVID, like chill. <laughs> it's bad, yeah. but it's... Um, it's called uh, angina tonsillaris, which is like a tonsillitis um, mm -hmm. with a lot of pus. You have this? Yeah. And oh. and thing is that tonsillitis is like a spectrum ranging from, oh, I got like a sore throat um, up to like, you know, <laughs> what I had, which <laughs> pretty yeah. much feel like you're dying. Good god yeah and uh so yeah thanks to alexander fleming i guess because i got some penicillin and then uh yeah i i got to go home and chill for a couple of days um pretty much the the minute my fever was down uh i started playing red Dead redemption because it, <laughs> what the fuck are you gonna do anyways yeah yeah and uh. you realize how good you had it as a kid when you were sick um especially like back in the day when when i was by myself uh, and you can probably relate when you're by yourself and you get sick it's the worst experience ever yeah it sucks yeah you you, you pretty much feel like a baby again you're completely yeah, helpless. You're helpless yeah well i was even this morning i was so hungover i'm like th like you can't even walk straight up you kind of hunch over because it's like just too much work to keep your back straight. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally get that. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. How do you deal with hangovers? Because for me, it's mostly just feeling really sick, like sick to my stomach. Mm. Mostly, um, I don't really get a lot of headaches. Um, what's your deal? Uh, I usually just get headaches. It's just like this constant pounding, mm -hmm. pounding headache. And... Uh, I mean, normally I'm pretty good about drinking a ton of water before I go to bed. Mm -hmm. And then just like throughout the night, I just wake, I just always have water beside my bed and I just, I drink it constantly. Mm -hmm. And in the morning it's not so bad, but um, I had like a bowl of cereal yesterday and um, 
and like a, a, a bacon egg wrap and a hot dog for the whole day. That was that was all I ate. So wow. <laughs> uh, I got hit real hard. I don't, um, but yeah, I don't I don't know. There's not much you can do really. I don't find Advil or Tylenol or mm. anything. Oh, you shouldn't take Tylenol. <laughs> Advil doesn't really work for me. I mm. I'm not really sure. If it works for anyone else, or if it's just kind of a placebo effect. Advil is uh, ibuprofen, right? Yeah. yeah okay. And uh, Tylenol is paracetamol, I think, right? Yeah. 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 That's the one. Yeah. Um, my boss. My boss has a theory. Like, so I usually do have a beer, or or something in the morning. And my boss's his theory is that uh, when, when you're hung over, right? Not just on a regular basis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, that's not a that's not a daily thing. That's just a weekend. Thing. All right. Um, <laughs> my 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 boss has a theory that's like, um, the when your body's processing the alcohol, the uh, some of the one of the side products uh, is is responsible for the horrendous uh, hangover feeling. Um, y- but y- y- yeah, yeah, go on. Yeah, but he thinks that like when you drink, uh, when you drink alcohol. Um, after you're hungover, uh, that becomes priority to process, and then it just instead of processing that, it just flushes it out faster. So then, so you kind of like replace the thing that causes the hangover. I'm not sure. Maybe oh, uh, home. maybe I can jump in at this point because, as you might remember, I'm a molecular biologist, so <laughs> I know something yeah. about that stuff. Okay, spit some knowledge, and I, I need to know. Uh, actually, maybe this might help well not help but be interesting to some of our listeners as well so basically what happens is um, alcohol gets processed twice Um, and one of the side products that's like real real bad is an aldehyde and uh, the aldehyde uh, needs to be further processed into an acetate which is then not as bad Mm -hmm anymore but the aldehyde so this intermediary product um is really messing you up and the beer the morning after is just purely masking that effect oh (laughs) by um because what you go through much like it masks my depression (laughs) yeah i can relate to that so (laughs) it's kind of and reduces your hangover symptoms because the hangover symptoms, as far as I know, um, are caused to some extent by uh, withdrawal, alcohol withdrawal. So hmm. um, you you go through active withdrawal after having like a real real tough night out, mm-hmm. and by giving your body. Um, the stuff that it's withdrawn from, you know, um, you basically just, yeah, save it from withdrawal symptoms. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then again, hangovers are not an exact science. And I think there's a really, really interesting episode on that on the Stuff You Should Know podcast. Uh, little little love here uh, from my part. <laughs> uh, this whole podcast is amazing. Uh, stuff you should know and they have a great episode on hangovers as well and even though i got the scientific background those dudes have a way 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 better way of uh you know deep diving into those topics and um getting to know 
um, all of the current opinions, not just the one that I've learned in school. And um, mm. yeah, from listening to yeah, because I know in Vegas, I th- I've heard I've heard in Vegas that they like have saline injections yeah they yeah, they have those buses that you can enter yeah. and they provide you with um an iv for uh pretty much like all the electrolytes that you lost and which is like yeah. number one reason for the headaches and so yeah. this really brings you up to speed and also whenever you're feeling really really bad dude believe me <laughs> an iv with electrolytes will definitely <laughs> get your spirits up again Ooh. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to try it one time. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely a good idea. I'm not even sure if they're still around. Um, like if that was a legal idea. It seems super sketchy, like some back alley shit. Yeah, that, that was just like that story. I don't know if you've heard it um, about those people in America who got stuck in traffic somewhere. I'm not sure. I think it was in California, um, probably. So uh, <laughs> they got stuck in traffic and... In the same traffic jam, there were people who were helping with the vaccinations right now. And they Mm -hmm. went up to, you know, different cars and told them, okay, look, guys, we have vaccinations um, in our trunk. And they will not make it to the clinics in time. They will go bad. So before they spoil, uh, would you be interested in, you know, having any of that and (laughs) yeah people were taking that and it's it's interesting because it's it's the same thing right it's like just a stranger offering to put some needle inside of you (laughs) with some stuff that you don't know what's in there but yeah (laughs) Uh, i saw some some guy with a tricked he was like injecting old people with i I don't remember what it was but he was tricking them to paying him for a vaccine or something that's super fucked up damn yeah yeah this this whole uh stuff really brought out the worst in a lot of people i think Mm. but yeah uh while we're on the topic of alcohol i want to ask you Mm -hmm. um i think it might be interesting because there's such a difference in in like culture and laws for for alcohol Mm -hmm. between canada and germany like what was your first experience with alcohol and like what was your relationship when you were younger with it and i want to see if it's how how it how it differs from mine all right so do you remember the first time okay let me preface this with um my mom listens to like the first few minutes of the episode and oh good then she usually turns off because uh although she is taking an online english course right now which i think is great she doesn't understand a whole lot yet so i just mm-hmm. really really hope that my mom's not listening to that yet not <laughs> because she doesn't know it's it's rather the opposite it's because she does know because she was so involved in that um oh good so my first experience was also my worst experience and i think <sighs> I guess it was the only time I actually passed out from alcohol. I think I mm. never passed out after that just because this experience was so miserable. Um, I was like, okay, so first off, a legal drinking age in Germany is uh, 16 with regard to uh, beer and wine. 
So no liquor yet, no hard liquor, but everything until, I'm not sure, like, you know, beer and wine is uh, usually like 12, 13, 14 percent alcohol. But at least beer, I'm 100% sure is still legal at 16. Wine, actually, now that I think about it, I'm not 100% sure. But beer, definitely. So, um, obviously, my first drinking experience was not with beer. <laughs> it was with liquor because, yeah, uh, you know, the, the, the almost legal stuff, because it was just one year away, uh, wasn't as, as interesting. Also, when you're 15, you usually don't really like beer. Um, no, I don't think anyone does. Mm -hmm, right. And so, yeah, one day my aunt and cousins were visiting. And my older cousin, together with my aunt and my mom, they went out in the evening. Um, I don't know, to have dinner, whatever. And it was my younger cousin, who's like a year younger than I am, and myself and we were by ourselves and we were for whatever reason i cannot remember like for the life of me i really cannot remember we were obsessed with drinking that particular day it's so weird because we've seen each other back in the day like i don't know four five times a year so it, it wasn't that you know rare to see each other and we were also cousins but good friends as well so we always were spending time like every time they visited uh, without you know doing a bunch of crap <laughs> but yeah this particular day we decided to raid my mom's uh liquor cabinet and it was the worst decision ever so uh i remember i drank a whole lot of uh amaretto Mm -hmm. um, which seems like That's... an obvious choice because it's still quite high in alcohol. I think it's like uh, 20 to 30%, depending on the brand. Um, yeah. And it's really, really sweet. And mm -hmm. um, if anyone doesn't know it, it's like a really, really sweet almond liquor, I think. Di Serono, people will know Di Serono. I think it's usually the, uh, the only okay. brand that anyone would know. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and... Then we mixed that up by drinking red wine in between. And my mom isn't really that big of a wine drinker, but she always gets wine as a present. And she has a pretty nicely stacked wine cellar. And we just grabbed a random bottle of red wine and drank that. And my cousin didn't have that much. He just went to bed at some point and was like, you know, you can keep drinking. Fuck you. I'm out. Mm -hmm. And I was just sitting in my room. I actually do not remember anything at that point anymore and uh, drinking. And then I went to take a shower and went back to my room. And then I just passed out. And my mom and my aunt found me there. Uh, like obviously puke everywhere and stuff. Me passed <laughs> out. It was horrible. And the scare it gave my mom was just the worst thing. And woke up the next day, and obviously my mom was pissed beyond yeah, insanity. You know, I can it imagine. Was, uh, was so bad. <laughs> and actually, now telling you about this makes me feel really, really bad again because it was. Oh. I was fifteen. Like I wasn't 
12, 11, 10. Uh, dude, just... Uh, uh, it makes me feel really, really bad, and I'm so, so sorry, Mom. I really am, still. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so so that was my first experience, and after that, I gotta say, I think when I entered age of, like, 16, my mom was also cool with me having, like, an occasional beer when we were having a barbecue or something. And sure, yeah. Um, yeah, but I was not really drinking hard liquor back then. And mm -hmm. because I grew up in a rural area where there's nothing for you to do as soon as long as you're like under 18 because you're not allowed to drive. Um, right, yeah. All you do pretty much is drink. And so mm -hmm. my friends and I naturally started drinking pretty much every weekend, I guess, starting late 16 17 something like that um but it usually wasn't hard stuff it usually was like a really really shitty like sangria or something like that <laughs> something that would come in like a paper box <laughs> and that yeah yeah is really really cheap and does the job so but yeah because because that was my first experience i think i never really fucked up that that bad again with alcohol i Ooh. i still enjoy it um, but actually responsibly, just like in the ads, you know? Yeah. <laughs> what about you? I have mine. So my worst experience and my first experience were, are, are different, but they're not far off. My first experience, funnil, funnily enough, um, was also Amaretto. Oh, um, no. Di Serrano. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so my, my mom's, so I, I guess I, what I'm interested in is like the culture around it too, because because our drinking age here is is 19, um, with the exception of those French bastards where it's 18. Um, oh, oh, wait a second, uh, S say that again. So for for like the Quebecois, it's uh, yeah. 18. It's 18 in Quebec, and then everywhere else, I I believe is 19. It might be 18 in another province. I'm not sure. Okay, it's up to the province. Mm -hmm. Same in the U.S. Um, where it's like a lot of them are 19 and then the other ones are all 21, mm -hmm. which I was, I mean, I was like over drinking by the age of 21, which is crazy. But mm -hmm. um, it kind of, the way I, to me, it seems like the age limit, because it's so high, it almost creates this like taboo sort of um, badass, like incentive to drink at a younger age because it's because you're not allowed to mm -hmm. and but and th and then it makes it actually worse because um it's this forbidden thing mm -hmm. and that uh, you just like overindulge in it so um versus like maybe germany where uh, i think france actually i'm not even sure if they have an official drinking age where it's like 14 for wine or something where it's just normalized so much earlier that maybe it's not uh as big an issue i guess mm -hmm. people don't excuse me go crazy over it um so my first time uh my mom my mom said that uh she she didn't mind buying me alcohol i was 14 <laughs> okay um and she she didn't mind buying it was my f first year of high school like in the summertime she didn't mind buying me alcohol because she would rather she knew where it came from than me like trying to get some sketchy person or like someone I didn't know to buy me something or, or give me some. Ah, I see. So she, okay. re 
Yeah. So she's like, I'd rather just buy it for you. And then I can buy an amount that I'm comfortable with you having. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's pretty fair enough. She's pretty cool about it. But my dad has a huge liquor collection and I was always fascinated by the DiSorono bottle. Mm-hmm. And so naturally I was like, I want DiSorono and uh, <laughs> a case of... <laughs> And uh, Pepsi <laughs> to mix with. Oh, what? Yeah. Um, just in case you didn't believe I was 14. Oh, uh, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> forgot about that for a second. So uh, it was. it's not like the large bottle. I don't think you have the same sizes, but it was probably like 300 and, 300 and something milliliters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so naturally I just over mixed my drinks like really really badly but it, it tastes so delicious and and um Does it, okay uh, just had, stop there for a second does it actually yeah. taste good it's um i mean i had it no 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 like for us you just drink it that way um or bake with it usually oh <laughs> uh, yeah yeah or like put it in mulled wine yeah, or something yeah. um it's good it's uh it's something you have with dessert i think mm-hmm. if yeah. you're gonna if you're gonna because it's it's i believe it's apricot liquor i think that's what the what it's made from so it's really mm. sweet and like fruity mm-hmm. um okay i don't know it's yeah it's not something you should have a lot of in any situation but <laughs> yeah um, sure <clears throat> uh so yeah like i overmixed my drinks mm-hmm. and then i probably i probably only finished half of it mm-hmm. half of that bottle and I was just like absolutely done. I was fucked. Mm-hmm. And I woke up with a cat sleeping on top of my face. Um, I didn't know what a hangover was. So this was like naturally a huge shock to me that that something this, you know, bad could come after having so much fun. It was a really good party. Had, had a great time. <laughs> but I was super hungover. And like I thought... I was gonna. I, I thought I was so clever, and I was like, "Oh, mom, I I think I got a cold or something. I don't feel very good. Like, <laughs> could you come pick me up? We stay the night at at this person's house, and I was like, Can you come pick me up. I just like I think I I think I'm sick. <laughs> and I don't. And of course, she did. She's like, "Oh no, no, that's awful, Jason. You know, like, here you go, lie in bed. I'll I'll make some soup or something." And I don't know if she knew that I was hungover, or if she actually thought I was, uh, thought I had a cold or something. <laughs> I'm, I'm so, convinced she did. Just moms like, just know. Like you gotta be stupid. To know. Yeah. <laughs> you bought me the alcohol. I didn't bring it back. Obviously. Yeah. Exactly. Obviously. She just maybe wanted to spare me the embarrassment, I guess, because I also had markers. I had some drew swastikas all over my face while I was sleeping. So. Oh what. <laughs> yeah oh damn okay yeah yeah so that was um so that was fun oh, <laughs> and then shit. i i didn't yeah. i didn't have di Sorono's and uh, di Sorono again until this year actually I, i'm not sure like okay maybe this particular brand but amaretto definitely had because we had it together um yeah yeah we yeah for sure yeah we have. okay yeah okay but i mean that seems like a like a decent first experience it seems like something that i guess most people can relate to just you know getting drunk at their friend's house um off of something that's way too sweet and they Mm -hmm. underestimate it and then they also can't really 
handle the feeling of a hangover, I guess. Yeah. It wasn't too bad. Like, I bounced back pretty quick, because I guess when you're young, yeah. you just just like... Yeah. But just to come back to something you said earlier um, regarding mm -hmm. the culture of um, the drinking age limit, like the legal drinking age limit. So, first off, I um, looked it up briefly. It's 18 in France. So, just to okay. make up hmm. for any injustice. <laughs> um, Sorry. <laughs> Uh, I heard uh, some of the French people are quite proud. So it's 18, um, as for most countries in Europe, actually. And um, what I think is fascinating is that in the US, where the legal drinking age, uh, I think, mostly is 21. Yeah, um, 19 and 21. It seems to definitely create that effect that you were talking about of people wanting to drink desperately just to you know kind of prove themselves to some extent mm -hmm. um i guess that's also why the college drinking culture is so prominent over there i mean we obviously have a like a university drinking culture as well but it's way 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 different it's mm -hmm. at least for the most part not as excessive um yeah you don't have huge frat houses with like just people just shit faced everywhere wait i mean uh, well uh, maybe maybe i do i don't know yeah we do actually uh we have uh fraternities as well um fraternities in, in europe are a whole different beast man like they are completely different from what you know i'm not sure have you ever been confronted with that topic at all whilst your time here no no i don't think so holy crap man oh shit you can make a whole lot episode from that basically just to put it in short terms now because i don't know that much i've been to a fraternity house before um i've watched some documentaries i've talked to people who are or were in in frats um it's a lot more traditional here well surprise surprise um it's and not in a way that uh, everyone has to bend down and get five slaps on their ass or whatnot. It's mm. traditional in the sense that those fraternities are like hundreds of years old. And um, once you're in there, depending on the kind of fraternity, your connections that you have will probably last you lifelong. Also, mm. the things that they do also highly depend on the kind of fraternity. So there are fraternities they um, are, are pretty much just having drinking rituals as pretty much the, the only thing they do. And of course, just, you know, camaraderie as the big uh, connecting point between the members. But there's also a certain kind of uh, frat. They are uh, beating each other with swords. Uh, what? Yeah, I I'm 100% for real. You can look that up if you want to. Um, in German, like literally translated, we would call it um, beating fraternities. So there's different kinds. Mm. There's non-beating fraternities and there's beating fraternities. And is this like a weird kink thing, or uh, oh, is there a reason for it? Everything can be a weird kink thing, but I don't think it started that way. So it's pretty much a choreographed um, sword match between two people, and it has to 
be very, very precise on both parts for no one to get hurt. But mm -hmm. there's a lot of um, FRED members who uh, have scars across their faces because of that. And you would see that occasionally in especially German-speaking countries. Austria, for example, is really, really big on that. And they would wear this huge scar across their face as like a symbol of pride and honor because they mm. uh, can show to the world that they are part of a frat and they participated in that ritual. Mm -hmm. Well, you can think of that whenever you want to. Um, and then there's also a lot of connections between like the right-wing uh, parties and fraternities but yeah no surprise there yeah but also i don't really want to get too deep into <laughs> that because i don't know too much about that that's just oh, okay. that's definitely just the stuff i know anything more you would have to look up but yeah we have frats it's just way way different and obviously also they drink a shit ton and when i said that the university drinking culture isn't that big for the most part the small part that's left those are frats <laughs> gotcha yeah okay that's super interesting yeah and hmm. and yeah so anyways i think the the culture surrounding the legal drinking age limit um is definitely a thing i think you're 100 percent dead on there hmm. um i just in hindsight i think for everyone who looks back it's just ridiculous because if you think about it you're like probably 14 something like that 13 14 when you're first even thinking about drinking maybe yeah. even you know sniffed a bottle of vodka or something like that and you're like i'm super drunk already just sniffing it <laughs> and it's it's so strange that those five years four or five years that you're waiting uh, that you're supposed to wait until you can legally drink is something that yeah. just it's just the worst for you for whatever reason and mm -hmm. then now like 15 years later you 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 think back and you're like oh, fuck i i was so stupid like now yeah i i enjoy my occasional beer but back then i i didn't even like the taste i didn't no you just yeah you just drank it you just drank it to get it down exactly yeah yes um, so i think that's there's definitely a lot of truth in that yeah yeah interesting um hmm. another thing that you and i were briefly talking about before the recording of this podcast um something that i wanted to touch on so asmr um mm. i know you enjoy it to some extent at least um you know that I have misophonia. I just fucking hate breathing noises, eating noises, human noises overall. <laughs> uh, I I cannot bear that shit. And even like, let's just call it an organic noise, like you know yeah. someone scraping styrofoam or whatever. Um, uh -huh. It's just. It's just obnoxious to me and nothing else. It's it's horrible. <laughs> so can you explain what what it does for you? Uh yeah. It's it's basically um 
uh, well, okay. So in general, it relaxes you, I guess, in a way, because you're you're kind of distracted, or or it's just supposed to be like soothing sounds that aren't aggressive, or like like if you're I don't know walking around the city or something like it's loud. You hear cars, you hear people working or whatever. But um, kind of like a like a rainstorm. A lot of people listen to rain, so it's supposed to be calming. But then it also you get like a tingling sensation that just goes down your from like starts in your head and then just goes down your back basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and most people kind of first experience that when they're younger, like just it's some random thing. Like you'd be um, at like the doctor's office or something and just like they're, they're writing on the pad writing notes or something. It doesn't have to be a doctor, like anyone writing something um, or like in a library, just like, I don't know, weird, like you said, like organic noises of people doing things, but like quietly in, in like a calm, controlled manner. Was, was, the, was that the case for you? Uh, for me, we used to, my, my schools used to do um, head lice checks every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And they would just have like these sticks just a box of like disposable sticks. And so you would sit down in a chair and then they just flip through your hair with a stick really quick just to see if there's any lice. And then they just like send you on your way. Mm-hmm. And uh, something about like the sticks, it, it like tickled a little bit, I guess, but I wouldn't describe it. That's not exactly it. Um, but it was just always really like relaxing, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I never knew what it was. And, until much much later that this started to become like a thing <clears throat> um, i mean but I, 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 yeah i get it did you ever experience that oh no oh oh fuck no i'm annoyed by any noise um that's not music or someone talking <laughs> pretty much hmm. um so yeah l- let me think i can relate to it mm in the sense that I like those background noises that you were talking about to just to phase out pretty much Mm -hmm. Um, like rain falling and I don't know, like white noise and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. I get that, but I literally use it for that to, to block out everything else. I don't gain anything from it apart from a slightly increased sense of tranquility, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never experienced anything pleasant from it at all. So I cannot relate to that. And obviously, like, one of the worst things for me um, are those, those, like, really close to the microphone. <laughs> and then they talk to you like that. Fuck, I just ate my pop filter. That was disgusting. <laughs> um so that was really alarming (laughs) (laughs) so i can definitely not relate at all to that stuff like someone whispering in your ear or something i just Mm -hmm. be like Mm -hmm. bitch shut the fuck up um can't do it um also yeah as as i told you like smacking noises when when someone's eating and and stuff like that that's that's also just i Uh. wow fuck i I cannot it's a really controversial thing for a lot of reasons Cause like, I think a lot of people try and sexualize it, but yeah, 
even like i mean i've got there's certain things that relax me but then fucking like people eating it's just it really grosses me out Hmm. and people like i don't know anything to do with mouth sounds just kind of gross it's so strange because i would also think that this is something that evolution should not do because i mean if you think about it you're supposed to be like the head of your little tribe that that you're Mm -hmm. creating like your family and your friends and whatever or if not had then at least a part of it and if someone's eating this should be something like enjoyable to you more or less because it it means that this person is going to survive longer um and is something Hmm. completely natural and like normal and i'm not talking natural about the way like a like a nudist does who's like it's completely (laughs) natural to run around the airport naked it's yeah i'm just talking about actually natural and so i don't quite know where this comes from um maybe it has something to do with one's upbringing like my dad always told me to chew with my uh, mouth closed and Mm. Maybe that's why I'm getting triggered when someone doesn't. Uh, because I'm like, bitch, didn't you listen to my dad? <laughs> yeah, so m- maybe that's the reason. I don't know. But it doesn't really seem to make a whole lot of sense. And the ASMR thing, I can see why it makes sense. I have this for um, like visual things, more or less. Okay. Like, you know, there's those, like those uh, bar soap cutting videos, for example yeah yeah um you like those yeah i enjoy those but i don't get Hmm. a tingling or anything like regardless whether i'm wearing my pants or not (laughs) i'm it's just i'm assuming you don't no i'm always pantsless okay that's that's great yeah yeah uh that's interesting it's a it's it's really misunderstood i think uh I'm it prob- eager to learn. Mm-hmm. I think I think there was a study that was um, that somebody started last year or maybe the year before COVID that um, they they tried to like they wanted to figure out what exactly was happening mm-hmm. and and maybe why certain people experience it and others don't mm-hmm. or or why people are repulsed by it. I don't know. I think the problem why it's kind of sexualized as you were talking about Mm. is probably because it's done by good looking girls a lot of times um especially the whispering stuff um Mm -hmm. i mean obviously i guess the world of asmr is a whole lot more than just that but for someone who's not familiar with it and who also doesn't enjoy it that's what I'm thinking of when I think about ASMR. So I think yeah, I, I think maybe yeah. that's why it's so misunderstood in the first place. Uh, it's like, I don't know. In general, a lot of people, when they take notice of an online phenomenon, they tend to get the first impression quite wrong a lot of times um i can attest yeah, that would, myself that. yeah because i remember like for youtube there are a lot of channels that i 
watched like one video or started a video and then I was like, God, that dude's annoying. I can't listen to him. No way. And then, I don't know, a couple of months later, I get back to another video of him and everything's fine. And I noticed that he was just doing some persona or whatever. Um, yeah. So I think online content is prone to that because it's always very, very momentary, right? Yeah, yeah. You might just happen to be recommended the wrong video at the wrong time and then it just kind of can ruin an entire, either a whole channel or a whole genre of something. Hmm. For sure, yeah. All right. Um, hmm. But I think it's time again. It's time for <laughs> you and my favorite segment of this podcast. Was that good? Was that any good? No, I don't think so. So give me some music, Jason. German words that you might or might not know what they mean and maybe or maybe not you have a similar word in your language i realize that i'm changing the title every time i don't fucking care just, just go with it just, just go with it just it's, co it's great complain about it bitches <laughs> listen up podcast listener if you're still listening at this point which i highly doubt because fucking hell it was a bad episode um <laughs> here's the german word zipfellklatscher Okay, let me repeat this. Okay. Zipfel, uh -huh. klatscher. Yeah. Okay, so the second half of that sounds like um, it's either to make make us like make a sound or to catch something. Klatscher. Mm -hmm. uh, zipfel, zipfel sounds like it sounds a lot like apple, but. Uh, is no, mm, this is this is far beyond my uh, my ability to, to to decipher what it actually means, but it's <laughs> actually no, I don't I don't know. You got to tell me what it means. So, zipfel is is pretty much the the general word for a, a lot of things, like for example the. Uh, corner of a tablecloth like the corner then you can uh, sort of like pull on okay um, this could be a tiffle just like a overhanging piece of cloth okay. um, also you know like Snow White uh, and the, I don't know how many fucking dwarfs there were way too many um, probably um, their caps that they're wearing mm-hmm um, they have those overhanging tips. Those would also be Zipfel. But most importantly, in the context that we're looking at, Zipfel is another word for dick. And of course. Of course. And the other word, klatscher, is like from... Grabber? Klatschen, which means clap. So okay. it's l yeah. literally dick clapper. Okay. That's I, I I thought it was something clapper, but I wasn't expecting dick clapper. Yeah, it's dick clapper, and for whatever right. fucking reason, especially in Bavaria, we use that as an insult 
um, for it's just an insult. You know, I don't have to explain to you why you would need an insult, you dumb bitch. <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm very hostile today. I I, I noticed that. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry uh, to Jason, not to you, listener. I mean, you brought this onto yourself. I mean, <laughs> let's be honest here. All right, good, Jason. What do you want to talk about? Uh, wait, no, I, I, so I gotta figure out if we have a word for it. So it's an insult. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I fucked up my own segment. Yeah, no, it's uh, uh, I don't think we do. Uh, I don't think because I'm not sure. No, I mean it's definitely uh, a a sex pervert is a is a dick. Dick. Yeah, uh, but I mean that's <laughs> Zipfelklatscher is not like it's not like in a perverted sense. Yeah, okay. It's like I don't know. You would say the same as you would call someone a dickwad. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. like you know, it doesn't really make any sense. I mean, could could you try to explain to me what a dickwad is? Like it's it a wad. Just, it's a wad of dicks. Oh, obviously, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <sighs> All right, guys. I'm really, really happy to announce that uh, just yesterday from recording this episode, finally Spotify <laughs> got our link working. Woo! So you can listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts as well as on Spotify. Uh, just look for friends apart if you're looking for friends apart on spotify it might be the case that you have to scroll down a whole lot and i'm talking a whole whole lot until you find us because i'm calling you out spotify i'm doing it with my all of my two followers which is like my mom (laughs) and my dad i'm calling you out um you told me that the list that you get when you search for for a podcast on Spotify is filtered and arranged by popularity no matter which name you put in there. The only difference is that if you put a name in there at at some point within the list it's gonna appear. But yeah, that's really yeah. fucked up. Spotify, hey, what are well, you guys doing? That's our, Come I on. mean, we can use that for further validation. If we're not the last one on the list, it means we're more popular than something else. So that's good. I feel good about that. Yeah, so the podcast that was like right behind us was Hitler did nothing wrong. Great. Right. why. So we're better than Hitler. I, I, I at least <laughs> Exactly. So that's something. Um all right. And as always, you guys interact with us on Twitter at friendsapartpod or via email, friendsapartpod at gmail.com. We would be more than happy to hear from you guys if you have any suggestions if you have any questions just yeah throw us a tweet or something uh i don't know i don't care just just do it guys or not (laughs) i don't fucking care i'm gonna go to bed now yeah both of us so yeah right (laughs) so that was the podcast you guys have have a good one and yeah talk to you next week bye